It's time to get your checking account to zero with free checking from PenFed. That's zero ATM fees, zero balance requirements, and zero time spent waiting for your paycheck to direct deposit because you can receive it up to two days early. Open your account with just $25 and see how big zero can be. Apply online today at PenFed.org slash free checking. Early direct deposit eligibility may vary between pay periods and timing of payers' funding. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Woman fans, comment shout out goes to Sense and Peace who writes At the end of part two, Jo states that she'll open up a school specifically for boys. I've seen people express their dislike, which I can understand, but at the same time, that is Jo's choice. It's not like Louisa May Alcott was forced by anyone to have a Joe teach boys only. This is also another case of how those people see themselves in Joe. There's nothing wrong with relating to her and use her as a self-insert, yet fail to understand her because you can see how Joe relates more to boys and has an easier time communicating with them. I don't think Joe has any female friend outside of her family. Plus, Joe says this herself to who I believe is Nat in one chapter of Little Man when they talk. The two things she loves are books and boys. Does that make Joe a misogynist for not including girls? Absolutely not. She just happens to have an easier connection with boys as she feels a connection to books. We had a whole conversation about this on Tumble about the multiple moments in the novel where it is said how much Joe loves boys and how much she loves to take care of boys. There are lots of people who say that Friedrich forced Joe to start a school or Friedrich forced Joe to become a teacher. None of that happens in the novel, so have these people even read Little Woman? In the book, Joe is the one who says that she wants to start a school. In fact, her exact words are, quote, Even before I met my Fritz, I used to think how, when I made my fortune, and no one needed me at home, I'd hire a big house and pick up some poor, forlorn little lads who hadn't any mothers and take care of them and make life jolly for them before it was too late. I see so many going to ruin for want of help and at the right minute. I love so to do anything for them. I seem to feel their wants and sympathize with their troubles and oh, I should so like to be a mother to them. End quote. Thing is, Joe is not the one who does the teaching. She runs the school, but she is more than happy to have Friedrich take on the teaching part. The scene in the book where Joe explains her plans on starting a school, she clearly says that what she wants to do is to have a flock of boys that she can nurture, that she can take care of them, and that she can be a mother to them and love them. A lot of people erase the maternal elements from Joe's character. Melody and I recently made episodes about this the chapter where Laurie proposes, Laurie cries, he stamps his foot, he throws his fist when Joe says no. He behaves like a five-year-old and that behavior, it frustrates Joe, but because she is such a maternal person, she feels bad for him and she wants to comfort him. Joe sees Laurie as her child. A lot of people mix that with romantic love, but Joe was always that way with Laurie. Throughout the book series, she refers Laurie as, quote, first boy she ever raised. This is the same with Louisa May Alcott and Lady Wisniewski. She liked him, 
but she could not have an adult relationship with him because she was more of a mother than a lover to him. Despite of Joe being a very maternal person, it is being erased entirely from the 2019 film, and it's odd because the promotion of the movie was all about Greta Gerwig complaining about Friedrich's character and how she wanted Joe to show either to be happy and with Laurie or to be single. When in reality, Louisa May Alcott was not happy alone and she wanted to have a family and love, just not with the real-life Laurie. Joe, in fact, might be the most maternal of all Marchisters. Meg and Beth are also very maternal by nature. Amy is probably the least maternal. Amy becomes a mother, but a lot of people consider Amy to be closest to a modern mother figure. She's not like Joe, who is so maternal in a way that she wants to have a huge family that she wants to raise. I think because Amy is not that maternal, actually might be one of the reasons why Laurie falls in love with her, because unlike Joe, Amy refuses to be a mother to Laurie. Joe nannies Laurie, Joe pets Laurie like a child, even when he is an adult, but Amy is Laurie's equal. Little Man is a great book. It appeared in 1870s. I think it was 1871. If you don't want to hear the spoilers, stop now and go to read Little Man. Spoilers begin now. Louisa May Alcott wrote Little Man after the sudden death of her brother-in-law, John Pratt. In Little Man, John Brooks suddenly dies, leaving Meg and his twins behind. When I was younger and I read Little Man, it was a very important book to me. My father died when I was 10. My friends, uh, none of them had lost their parent. I had some friends whose parents had divorced, but you know, that's not the same thing. Little Man became really important book to me because Daisy and Demi lost their father and they were 10 years old. I could identify with that grief and John was a very good father, just like my dad was. And I loved Little Man just as much as I loved Little Woman. When Little Man appeared, it was a very popular book, just as popular as Little Woman. I don't know why, but nowadays a lot of people don't even know that Little Woman has sequels. There is Little Man and Joe's Boys. Maybe it's because Little Woman has been adapted so many times. Little Man has also been adapted few times. There are Little Man movies made in 1930s and 1940s. There's a Disney movie from 1990s and then there is a Japanese Little Men anime. From these, I have seen the film from the 40s. It's very different than the book. The Disney film is pretty okay, the one from the 90s. It takes some liberties with the plot, but I think it has similar warm atmosphere that the book has. Japanese anime is actually by far the closest to the novel, based on the couple episodes I have seen on YouTube. This is Small Umbrella in the Rain, a little woman podcast. Good show starting a school for boys. Be a feminist act. It took some time for me to understand why Joe wanted to start a school for boys. When I was a child and I would read the chapter, Laurie makes mischief and Joe makes peace. That's where Laurie pulls a very mean-spirited prank and is catfishing Meg. The child me was very upset with him, but I didn't really understood what all it meant. Then I read Little Woman again when I was like 16 or 17. And then I understood that he's actually doing something really disturbing. And I was shocked that Joe didn't say anything. Joe was like, oh my poor Lori. I think especially women very easily want to ignore when a female character turns a blind eye on a male character. 
I thought I didn't see it or I didn't want to see it and it took me a very long time to get it. That not only Joe loves boys, Joe adores boys. And Joe also came to realize that there were a set of behavior patterns in boys' world that she did not accept. When Laurie proposes Joe, he basically treats her the same way as he did Meg. When Joe is 15 and she witnesses Laurie's mischief, she thinks it's harmless, but she's actually quite misogynistic. Laurie proposes when Joe is about 26 or 27, and he's blackmailing her to marry him. Joe still has extremely maternal feelings for him. She knows that she doesn't love him romantically, and she knows that she has feelings for Friedrich. She doesn't know yet what kind of feelings they are, but she knows that they are there and they are strong. Laurie threatens to hurt himself and Joe almost sees him more as her child. She pets his hair and she feels bad for him. Then in Little Man, Joe is in her thirties and she wants to start a school for boys because she loves boys and she understands their inner world. But Joe also wants to teach her boys to be respective towards women. She has grown out of her own internalized misogyny. Louisa May Alcott refers to this as a character's growth when they advance in their judge of character, which in Joe's case means moving on from Laurie to Friedrich, and, and Friedrich in general has more respect towards women than Laurie. Laurie becomes more respectful towards the fairer sex when he moves on from Joe to Amy. When we know this, that Joe wants to start a school for boys that actually makes perfect sense, and that she wants to teach boys how to treat women is also feminist. There are tons of alt schoolers, many who identify themselves as feminist, who wish to erase Joe's love for boys because it ruins their views on Joe, but that Joe wants to teach boys to be more respectful by itself is actually very feminist. Here are some comments about this topic. This is from Sense and Peace. Yes, it's not like Joe actively encourages her boys to look down on women once she grows up. All of them turn out to be decent people. And it's not like a boarding school for boys or girls no longer exists anymore even in America. Joe is a good feminist character for multiple reasons. Schoolers need to accept that feminist characters have flaws just like all of us. Accepting Joe can feel quite misogynistic, can be difficult, but it wasn't Louisa May Alcott's intention to write women without flaws. Why do they think there are four consecutive chapters on each of the sisters' flaws? and erasing her internalized misogyny she had as a teenager undermines her character growth. At least schoolers that identify as a stan of the other sisters don't try to erase their respective flaws. This is from the other art blog. Quote, they were taught not to be ashamed of showing their emotions. How amazing is this? She wrote this in the 1870s. Today, we are still battling with that. The boys at Plumfield were taught to be good responsible, hard-working men. They had the influence of the women and the girls, just like Laurie did, but also they had Fritz, John, the same Laurie and Mr. March, and for the most part it worked. Here's a quote from Princess Arisa. I am another reader who sees nothing wrong or anti-feminist about Jo starting a school for boys. She should have started a school for girls and taught them to be strong and independent like herself, some critics say. But that's just not realistic, not for the time period. If she had started a school for girls, she would have been forced to teach them to be proper ladies, 
and if she didn't, then the school would have failed. Running a school for boys gives her the freedom to be her gender non-conforming self while still filling a role that her society accepts. The fact that it gives her the power to teach boys to respect women and not become playboys, like Laurie almost became, or worse, only makes it better. End quote. Little Man's leading character is a boy called Nat. I don't think they ever refer him with his full name, so I guess it's Nathaniel or Nathan. <laughs> he is 12-year-old orphan boy when he arrives to Plumfield. He is very sensitive and a musician, and there are lots of parallels between him and Laurie. What Nat really is looking for is a parental figures, and Joe and Friedrich become that to him. When I would read Little Man for the first time, Nat was my absolutely favorite character. I loved him. Now when I am reading Little Man as an adult, I see that I almost felt this maternal need to take care of him. That is another parallel to Laurie. Nat is a dreamer. His head is in the clouds. He's not very grounded. When I have spoken with other Little Woman fans for this podcast, many have told me that they had similar maternal feelings for Laurie. This is a repetitive team in Louisa May Alcott's novels. There are male characters who can take care of themselves and want to be on equal footing with the woman they love, like Mac and Friedrich. Then there are male characters who need some sort of female guidance to get their life straight. This is another example of misreading Louisa May Alcott. A lot of people dismiss that now as non-feminist, but these books were written in the 19th century, so it is also criticism towards mistreating of women when a woman is being given this pressure to make decisions that a man can't make themselves. That's a direct parallel to Laurie's proposal to Joe when he basically asks her to make all his future life decisions for him so that he doesn't need to do anything. Nat has a very similar storyline. Laurie ends up with Amy, who doesn't scold him constantly, but inspires him to grow, to be the hero of his life. Nat falls in love with Daisy, who is Meg's and John's daughter, and Daisy is a very grounded and realistic type of girl. She and Amy are both very practical. Daisy and Nat won't get together until the last book, Joe's Boys, but Little Man does foreshadows their relationship. Quote, Daisy had a great love for music and a great reverence for anyone who could make it, and she was often found sitting on the stairs outside Nat's door while he was practicing. She never would come in, but preferred to sit sewing her gay patchwork or tending one of her many dolls with an expression of dreamy pleasure on her face that made Aunt Jo say, with tears in her eyes, So like my bed, and go softly by, lest even her familiar presence should mar the child's sweet satisfaction. End quote. It's time to get your checking account to zero with free checking from PenFed. That's zero ATM fees, zero balance requirements, and zero time spent waiting for your paycheck to direct deposit because you can receive it up to two days early. Open your account with just $25 and see how big zero can be. Apply online today at penfed.org slash free checking. Early direct deposit eligibility may vary between pay periods and timing of payers' funding. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. This is the great contradiction of Joe's character. People at large know that she is a tomboy, but she's incredibly maternal figure. In her essay, Toys, Games and Play in Louisa May Alcott's Little Woman, 
Anne K. Phillips mentions that Louisa May Alcott's mother, Abba Alcott, had a custom to invite the young man of the neighborhood to spend the evenings at the Alcott's home, providing healthy entertainment so that they would not fall into unhealthy temptations. What those temptations would have been during those times? Drinking, hanging out in billiard halls, company of ladies who were not considered proper, in the 1994, a little woman you see Laurie flirting with woman, but it's after Joe has dumped him, so you get the feeling that he's just acting out. But in the novel, Laurie loves flirting with woman, and he does that years before he proposes Joe, and Joe is really annoyed by this. Not because she is jealous about Laurie or anything, she doesn't think that flirting is proper. And Joe doesn't know how to flirt. We can see that in the Under the Umbrella chapter, when she's so in love with Frederick and she's almost desperate because she doesn't really know how to express her interest. Flirting wasn't considered proper at those times and when Amy travels to Europe, she actually makes a promise to Mormy that she's going to be proper and will not be flirting. But there are no Little Woman adaptations where you see Laurie flirting and doing all these things that the sisters considered non-proper. I think Amy was the one who was the least preachy about his actions, but even Amy has her limits. Nat and Laurie are also similar when it comes to their physical appearance. They are both written to be very effeminate, skinny, androgynous guys. In Little Man, the narrator refers both of these boys as girly because of the way they look and they are incredibly sensitive, but also because they can be unproductive and walk head in the clouds. There are lots of filmmakers and Alcott schoolers who say that Joe must be gay or an asexual because she doesn't think Laurie is sexually attractive, which is quite dismissive to Joe's character, not to mention hers and Friedrich's relationship, but that doesn't either align with the book's narrative. In the same scene where Nat and Laurie are called girly, the narrator says that Miss Joe liked, quote, manly boys. It does remind me of that note in, in Louisa May Alcott's journals where she compares Henry David Thoreau to Napoleon. I have read way too many Alcott studies where it is said that Joe marries an unattractive man who is not sexual and they always rephrase that either Joe is gay or, or that Joe should be with Laurie because Laurie is more erotic. When Laurie proposes Joe in the book, he behaves like a toddler. He throws his hat to the ground and stamps on it. Also, all these studies, they never talk about the maternal feelings that Joe has for boys. So for Joe being in a relationship with Laurie, and she's like his surrogate mother, it is once again quite dismissive to Joe's character, and we know that the real of Laurie, that he was Nevsky, called Louisa May Alcott as his little mother. I can only speak for myself. I couldn't be in a romantic relationship with somebody who would call me mother. Friedrich and Joe, they do have quite many passionate scenes in Little Woman series. There's a very non-proper kissing scene in the Under the Umbrella chapter. He is Joe's sexual awakening in New York. There are kissing scenes in Little Man and Joe's Boys. Little Man has the afterglow scene and in Joe's Boys there's a full making out session between them which every anti-Joe and Frederick person should read before saying that Joe wasn't into him. Every time when I read it, it feels like they want to run upstairs and tear their clothes off. I'm still very surprised that Louisa May Alcott was able to publish that in a 19th century children's book. Why there are thousands Alcott studies which say that Joe wasn't into Freddy at all, when obviously she was? I don't know. I guess they don't read the book, or maybe they are just mad that Joe didn't end up with Laurie. It's really tiring to read that time and time again when you know that there are lots of 
Joe and Freddy making out scenes in Little Woman. Here's one of the kissing scenes from Little Man. This is the moment when Joe finds Dan from the barn. So Dan is Joe's favorite student. This is the conversation between Joe and Friedrich, what they are going to do about it. Quote, My dear, I hadn't the heart to scold him and just took him in like a poor little black sheep come back to the fold. I may keep him, Fritz. Taking charge of your future starts with taking the first steps. And saving up to $30 a month on Cox Internet with the Affordable Connectivity Program makes those steps easy to take. Whether they bring you to click upload on your first short film or join now for an online book club. Applying is easy. See if you qualify at cox.com slash ACP. Non-transferable one per household application and eligibility decisions are made by the FCC. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a hundred casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Of course you may. This proves to me that we have a hold on the boy's heart and I would no more send him away now that I would my own Rob. Dan heard a soft little sound as if Mrs. Joe thanked her husband without words. End quote. Little man, a chapter home again. Louisa May Alcott, 1871. There are people who say that Joe gives up on writing when she marries and starts a school. And even worse, there are people like Reda Gerwig who say that Friedrich is a terrible bully who forces Joe to stop writing. I have no idea where they got that idea because that doesn't happen in the novel. Honestly, I don't think she has even opened Little Woman. When Joe was in New York and she was writing sensational stories, she didn't like writing them. In the book it says that Joe had anxiety attacks for writing those stories. We know that Louisa May Alcott also wrote gothic thrillers and some of them she liked and others were a struggle because her desire to grow as an author did not align with the magazine where she was working and in Little Woman. This magazine is Weekly Volcano and the editor, Mr. Dashwood, is a caricature of Frank Leslie, August's real-life editor, whose agenda she at some point started to question. I made an earlier episode about this called Joe and Friedrich don't argue in the novel, why they argue in the movies. Gerwig turned Frank Leslie, aka Mr. Dashwood, a hero who helps Joe to publish Little Woman, when in reality Louisa May Alcott disliked him. Friedrich helps Joe to get out of the magazine and start writing things that she is genuinely proud of. This is what it is said in Little Men. Quote, It must be a great deal of trouble to write about so many, he added, as she shut the book with an encouraging pat on the shoulder. Not for me, for I really don't know which I like the best, writing or boys, she said, laughing to see Nat stare with astonishment at the last item. Yes, I know many people think that boys are a nuisance, but that is because they don't understand them. I do, and I never saw a boy yet who I could not get on capitally with after I had once found the soft spot in his heart. Bless me, I couldn't get on at all without my flock of dear noisy naughty harum scarum little lads. Good I, my teddy, and Miss Baird hugged the young rogue just in time to save the big instant from going into his pocket. Nat, who had never heard anything like this before, 
really did not know whether Mother Bear was a trifle crazy or the most delightful woman he had ever met. End quote. As we see here, Joe never stopped writing, and it's in Joe's voice, which is the sequel to Little Men, when Joe has published her version of Little Woman and become famous and filthy rich. Joe says that she can't tell which she loves more, writing or boys. So why are people so confused? Why Joe wants to open a school for boys? In Little Woman, there are many moments when it is said that Joe worships boys. Joe gets along better with boys than she does with girls. In Little Woman chapter Literary Lessons. Joe meets this young man who tells her about this female writer who makes lots of money writing junk novels. Joe gets intrigued by the idea of making money by writing trash. That is how Joe calls her sensational stories trash. And it's said that Joe gravitated to the boy's company because she had never grown out of her love for lads. Then another example is Chapter Cause where Joe and Amy go to visit the neighborhood families and Amy gets all desperate because they are supposed to greet and chat with the adults. But 20-something-year-old Joe runs to play with the boys in almost every house. These things are not in the adaptations. We see Laurie and Joe being romanticized, but they lack this fondness that Joe has for boys in general. People want Joe to be this writer-feminist, but this part of her loving lads is not something that is given a lot of attention, even though it explains such fundamental things like why Joe rejected Laurie and why she wanted to start a school for boys. One of the things that Joe is attracted in Friedrich is that he loves kids. When Joe is buying Friedrich in New York, her heart melts when she sees Friedrich playing with little Tina. Joe is ready to be a mother, so it's only natural that she is attracted to a man who is ready to be a father. This is another quote from Anne K. Phillips. Almost immediately after Joe first observes Professor Bear assisting the servant girl with the heavy coal hood, she learns from the children for whom she is serving as a governess that the professor is much loved. Her charges, Kitty and Minnie, tell all sorts of stories about the place he invents, presents he brings, and the splendid tales he tells. Professor Bear is then seen down on his hands and knees, with Tina on his back, Kitty leading him with the jump rope, and Minnie feeding two small boys with seed cakes, as they rode and ramped in cages built of chairs, and Joe summarizes the event, a more glorious frolic I never witnessed. It is clear that she and the professor are kindred spirits. It is also clear that, in large part because he is capable of and dedicated to play, he is an appropriate partner for her. You can see lots of transcendentalist influences in Little Men. Usama was a transcendentalist and the transcendentalists believed that nature was the manifestation of God. And in Little Man, Joe and Friedrich and the boys, they spend a lot of time in nature and they also bring nature inside their home. The narrator describes that many rooms in Plumfield had decorations made from natural ingredients. For example, the nursery has pictures framed with moss and pine cones. Friedrich gives each child their own garden patch, and Henry David Thoreau used to do this with his students. Joe and Friedrich take long nature walks together in the woods, which is something that Louisa used to do with Henry. Friedrich takes his students to the pond, or to the forest to keep lessons. Henry did this as well. Henry appears in another character. In Little Man, he's also Dan Keen. Dan is 14-year-old boy. He is Nat's best friend. 
Dan is more of a rebel. Cho kind of sees him as the black sheep in her flock of boys. Dan quickly becomes Cho's favorite. I think this is because Cho and Dan are very much alike. Dan is almost too masculine, which is why he needs Nat to soften him. Dan doesn't like to show emotion or to be overly sensitive, and Cho was very much like that when she was younger. She would bottle up her emotions, and she was afraid that people would consider her weaker. Dan is a naturalist. He loves to explore animals, plants, and stones. Cho and Freddy encourage him in this hobby. Lori, who is the rich patron for the school, he helps to find a museum to Plumfield, and Dan gets to gather all kinds of interesting things there. Cho suspects that Dan is half Native American, and in Cho's voice it is described that he was quite interested in the Native American cultures. Guess who else was interested about the cultures of Native Americans? You guessed right, Henry David Thoreau. The Alcots lived next door to Thoreau's and to Thoreau's house and Henry's room in his house was like a museum. He collected plants and rocks and also wrote some early American scientific nature studies. This is a quote from Little Man. I suppose you threw away my bundle of plunder, said Dan, looking rather anxious as he put the question. No, I kept it, for I thought they must be treasures of some kind. You took such a care of them, and Mrs. Joe brought him his old straw hat, stuck full of butterflies and beetles and handkerchief, containing a collection of odd things picked up on his way, bird's eggs, carefully done up in moss, curious shells and stones, bits of fungus and several little crabs, in a state of great indignation at their imprisonment. Henry had a straw hat like this. I talked about this with a friend of mine, a fellow little woman, Van, and we came to the mutual agreement that Louisa gave Henry's rebellious side to Dan, and then to Friedrich, she gave Henry's intellectual side that Louisa May Alcott was very attracted to. There are lots of students in Plumfield, boys of different ages and from different backgrounds. In the beginning of Little Man, Joe and Friedrich start experimenting to have girl students. This book was written during a time when it was not seen proper for girls and boys to study together, let alone live together. Joe's niece and nephew, Daisy and Demi, are already living part-time in Plumfield, and they like it there because they have so many other kids to play with. They also have a weekly pillow fights for the kids to release their energy. Plumfield really sounds like a kid's paradise. Daisy was the first girl in Plumfield. Then they bring in Nan, and she is a tomboy. Nan develops interest to medicine, and she is a very maternal person in her own way as well because she is one of many Louisa May Alcott's avatars. In Joe's boys, Nan goes to study medicine and becomes a doctor. Louisa May Alcott also studied medicine, and she was a nurse, and a lot of people actually don't know that. But now you do. Then we have Tommy Banks, who is one of my favorite characters in Little Man. <laughs> I don't know if other readers feel like this. I think Tommy might have had ADHD. He's one of those characters who can't stay still and he gets into trouble all the time. But everyone still likes him. I read this quote from Louisa May Algot's nephew where he said that his aunt had sort of a boyish a sense of humor, that she liked to make pranks on people. This is not in Little Woman films, but in the book, Joe and Laurie like to pull pranks. I think a lot of people, especially biographers, they don't like to include elements of the author that they have discomforts with. But this definitely goes along with all the reasons why 
why Cho wants to start a school for boys. Some of Laurie's pranks are terrible, but the narrator hardly ever criticizes him, and hardly does Jo when she is a teen. I was reading some of these pranks that Tommy does in Little Man, and when I was a kid I thought they were really funny, really hilarious, but now I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> he pours water to the road and to the doorstep on a cold winter night, so it is extremely slippery in the morning. If someone falls over on that road, they can break their neck and die. I guess this is a bit the same as with Laurie. I, I kind of grew out of these pranks because Louisa May Alcott didn't get the message through the first time that Amy is better for Laurie than Joe. She repeats the story in Little Man and Joe's Boys. Tommy has a big crush on Nan. But then in Joe's boys he meets another girl, I think her name was Dora, correct me if I'm wrong, and this new girl inspires him to leave the boyish pranks behind and become an adult. Tommy also accidentally almost ends up burning the entire school, so maybe it's good for him to grow out of his pranks. Then we have Joe's and Frederick's sons, Rob and Ted. A lot of people are confused about Ted's name. I don't actually know if his name is Teddy or Theodore. I think it's Theodore. Friedrich wouldn't let Joe to name their son Teddy Bear. No way. <laughs> but they call him Ted or Teddy and he is named after Laurie. Rob is named after Joe's father whose name is Robert. I know exactly where Ted got his name. I know exactly where Laurie got his name and I know where Friedrich got his name. One of the models for Friedrich was German immigrant and professor Charles Follen and his full name was Karl. Theodore Friedrich Christian Fallen. He turned his name into Charles when he moved to America. Both Friedrich and Laurie were named after Charles Fallen, who Louisa seemed to have admired a great deal. I love Rob and Ted. Isn't that amazing? And uh, Louisa Mayalgo, she met Charles Fallen when she was eight years old. He was a fellow transcendentalist. And then when Louisa May Alcott was 12, she read his biography that was written by his wife Eliza. That's where all these names come from. I love Rob and Ted. I especially love them in Joe's Boys because they are described to be best friends. In Little Man, Rob is five years old and Ted is a toddler. If we go with the Little Woman timeline, Joe started to, to expect Rob two years after she and Frederick got married. And Rob is written to be this adorable blabbermouth who can't stop talking. And when I think of Joe and Friedrich as kids, I imagine them to be just like that. They would have been children who couldn't stop talking. Ted doesn't do so much in the book because he's just this cute baby. He does have a great fondness for Dan's character. And this is a good sign for Joe and Friedrich because they see that Dan, who always wants to give this image of himself that he is very tough, is actually very gentle with little Ted. Louisa May Alcott's sister, May Alcott, had actually asked Louisa not to write so much about Amy to the sequels because she received lots of hate mail from people who wanted Joe and Laurie together. It's really sad, especially because A. May didn't write the book and B. She knew the real-life Lauries, but she didn't marry them. I have always liked Amy's character, but she is still very much hated. Amy's portrayal was one of the rare things that I liked in the 2019 film, but even in that one I had this competition between Joe and Amy. Some people saw that they were fighting over Laurie because Timothy Chalamet 
said that Laurie only loved Joe, which obviously is not the case in the book, and Greta Gerwig erased Laurie's character arc. But for example, that scene where Joe loses the trip to Europe, Marmy is like, Oh my poor Joe, you are the one who should have got the trip. And Amy's like, Why nobody is happy for me? I don't really see that as a good portrayal of either Joe or Amy. And Marmy taking Joe's side in the book in the chapter calls, Joe was mean to the ants, and that is why she lost the trip. And Mommy says to her, it was all your own fault, and Amy feels really bad for Joe. In the film, that's all turned upside down. I don't know why. There are people who read Little Man as this big love triangle between Joe and Laurie and Friedrich, because there are scenes in, with Laurie, but less scenes with Amy. I think the book's structure suffers from this, because when you read Joe's boys, and there is more Amy in it, it feels more balanced at least to me as a reader. In Little Man, Joe and Laurie go to buy a toy store for Daisy together, and then he helps to fund the museum. Laurie is written to be this fun uncle, and he falls back into that boy's behavior when he is with Joe. I think in the museum scene, he pretends to jump out of the window. For my life, I have never seen anything romantic between Joe's and Laurie's interactions in Little Man, and it's what my friend Jimena said when she read Little Woman. She was expecting to read these very romantic moments between Joe and Laurie that Greta Gerwig had, had talked about, and then she was surprised because they don't exist. Instead, there were many romantic moments between Amy and Laurie and Joe and Friedrich, and they were not in the movie. In Little Man, you can once again see how Joe has incredibly maternal feelings for Laurie, and it's really a mother-son dynamics. Joe and Laurie are not two lovers. This is a mother and a child. It is the same in the proposal scene, when the narrator writes, how could she say no to her boy? How could Joe marry him, since Joe sees him as her child? This is why Joe struggles to criticize Laurie, even when he is mentally manipulating her to marry him. It is such a strong maternal feeling that she has for him. In the proposal, Laurie is angry. It's like what Melody said in a previous episode. Laurie is a boy who is trying to behave like a man, and Joe is a girl who is trying to behave like a mother. And it's completely different to the time when Laurie proposes Amy. This is a quote from Little Man. I always wanted to endow some sort of an institution, and I am going to begin with this, said Laurie, sitting down on a stool at Mrs. Joe's feet. You, han you have endowed one already. What do you call all of this? And Mrs. Joe pointed to the happy-faced lads who had camped upon the floor about them. I call it a very promising bear garden, and I'm proud to be a member of it. Did you know I was the head boy in the school? He asked, turning to Dan. I thought France was, answered Dan. Oh dear no, I'm the first boy Mrs. Joe ever had to take care of. And I was such a bad one that she isn't done with me yet, though she has been working at me for years and years. How old she must be, said Nat, innocently. She began early, you see. Poor thing, she was only fifteen when she took me. And I led her such a life, it's a wonder she isn't wrinkled and grey and quite worn out. And Mr. Laurie looked up at her laughing. Don't, Teddy. I won't have you abuse yourself so. And Miss Jo stroked the curly black head at her knee as affectionately as ever, for in spite of everything, Teddy was her boy still. You know what? I need to ask Melody if she would like to analyze this chapter with me, because this 
pretty much continues the same pattern as the chapter where Laurie proposed Joe, because he was like her child. Here Laurie sits on Joe's feet in a small stool and she pets him like he is her child. Joe is surrounded by all these boys like Wendy in Never Neverland, is surrounded by lost boys and she is their mother and she is stroking the hair of Peter Pan. The people who want Joe only to be a writer and not liking boys and starting a school, they don't want her to be the mother and then those who ship Joe and Laurie romantically, they also want to ignore this maternal side of Joe. This is not a girl likes boy type of situation, this is a mother and a son. It's all based on reality since all their real-life lorries were younger than Louisa May Alcott and she liked to mutter them. Would I rather been reading a scene of Amy and Laurie making out in Little Man? 100%. There are Joe and Friedrich fans who don't like Laurie because Laurie possesses a threat to Joe and Friedrich. There are Amy and Laurie fans who don't like Joe because she possesses a threat to Amy and Laurie. I totally understand this because people in little women circles can be very possessive about their favorite couples. I don't think Louisa May Alcott even thought of it that way. It seems that she had more stronger maternal instincts than an average woman. Laurie's relationship to Joe is very dualistic. On one hand, he wants to be free from her maternal care. You can see this in Little Woman when Laurie is in college and Joe pretty much criticizes everything he does. But Laurie also worships Joe because this maternal care that she has for him, including the part when she says that she won't marry him, is good for Laurie in the long run. In the 19th century, this idea of a woman being a mother, even if they were not mothers biologically, was considered having a redeeming effects. Mother was the angel. She was a saint. Often doctors and nurses were also considered angels and saints, because they had these strong maternal instincts. They would hold their hand against the hot cheek and tell comforting words to their patients. In the beginning of Little Woman, when Joe goes to visit the Lawrence mansion the first time, Laurie has sore throat and Joe brings him soup and Beth's kitten to cheer him up. She began to nanny him from the very beginning. There is something similar that happens between Daisy and Demi. Daisy and Demi are twins. I think Demi is like a minute older than in the book Daisy says to, I think it was Tommy or Nat, that when she grows up, she wants to marry someone like Demi, like her brother. And she really worships her brother and likes to play house with him. You bet there are lots of feminists who are angry about this. <laughs> she makes food for him and she cleans his clothes. Daisy is written to be a very maternal character as well. And her behavior may frustrate many modern readers. She's only 10 years old, but her care for her brother, that she likes to pet her brother and tell him that everything is going to be alright, isn't that the same thing that Joe is doing with Laurie? Louisa May Alcott wasn't a spinster by choice. She writes in her diaries of, about her loneliness, her wishes to find love. We have this expression here in Finland called Uusavuton, which means a person that is in their 20s or 30s, but they don't know how to be an adult. They don't know how to cook or do dishes or to be responsible adults. Their parents would have done these things for them. Or servants, in Laurie's case. Definitely this maternal care for male characters to the point where they are too accustomed to that has its setbacks. Louisa Mayalgut seems to have seen that when a young man would show interest towards her, she would find herself in the role of a mother 
and not a partner and she can change her maternal instincts and she couldn't change her maternal feelings because they were part of her personality. I study Louisa May Alcott's life and especially the male characters. I find it interesting how Louisa May Alcott represents us these different types of relationships. The equal relationship being the ideal but then she can't never say no to her boys no matter how difficult those relationships become even when it's fiction. Amy is more of a modern mother figure. She's not only a mother for her daughter but also a friend. Amy and Laurie have a daughter called Bess, named after Beth. They call her as a little princess. She's very pretty because she has Amy's and Laurie's genes. I think Bess is four-year-old in Nilman. Laurie becomes Nat's uh, sponsor. He basically funds his education. There is a chapter in the novel where Nat is being accused of stealing money. And only one who believes that he is innocent is Daisy. It has paralleled the way Amy believes that Laurie can change and become a productive person. John's death is really upsetting. Both John and Friedrich are very hands-on raising their children in Little Man. That wasn't at all usual when this book was written because domestic life was believed to be woman's responsibility about John Pratt, her brother-in-law, that she came to love him like he was her own brother. And that is the way Joe felt about Meg's John. Then there are Franz and Emil, Friedrich's nephews. Joe loves that Friedrich has nephews. When she falls in love with him, that Friedrich has two boys is something really exciting for Joe. It's only a plus because she loves boys. In Little Man, Emil is about 14 and Franz is 16. It's described that Joe loved Franz like her own son. There we once again have the difference in the tempers. Franz is written to be very calm, very patient. He's very smart and loves books as much as Joe and his uncle. Then Emil is more gruff. He wants to be a sailor. He has somewhat a restless spirit. There are moments in Little Man where you can really see how much Franz and Emil really love Joe and Friedrich. Like they were their real parents. They both liked Joe already. They both liked Joe already in Little Woman when she and Friedrich met in New York. I think they were just happy to see Frederick being happy when he's with Joe. These were some of my thoughts about Little Man. There are lots of intersections in this book that I could handle. Maybe we will in future episodes. Thank you so much for listening. Take care and make good choices. Bye. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.